thank the Lord on this special day. The word of God is coming to address very precarious issues among these people. Just as we heard from the first reading from the book of the prophet Manakai. He says, I am the great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is feared among the nations. That is, and now, O priest, this I command, this command is for you. He said, if you will not listen, if you will not lay it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will set the curse upon you. I want to type my reflection this morning. A priest and the glory of his name. A priest and the glory of his name. The necessity to address this issue here came up because God is a God who does not toil with his glory. God is a God who does not tolerate anyone to trample underfoot his glory. His glory has to do with his government. His glory has to do with his heartfelt reality among his people. His glory has to do with his love for his people. His glory has to do with the grace of salvation he has for his people. His glory has to do with his purposes and his ways. His glory has to do with the things that God has, you know, intended that will happen among his people. And now he's speaking because his priests are instruments whom he has sent to become the carriers and the casters of the purposes and the plans of his glory. On this day, he's bringing judgment upon them because they began to fail him. And it calls for prayers. Because if the instruments of God and all that can have his will, that is a sign that something serious is happening. And that's why God has to reject his stand when he says, I'm a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is here among the nations. Now, look at the life of a priest. Who is a priest? A priest is an agent. Of the kingdom of God, saddled with the mission of extending the kingdom of God and the reign of God in the hearts of humanity. The priest is an agent of God's kingdom, saddled with the responsibility to extend the kingdom of God, the reign of God, in the hearts of humanity. Jeremiah 20, verse 19 says, the prophet of God. He said, Let my eye roar with tears night and day for the very thought of my people. He is smitten with a grievous blow, with a very grievous wound. He said, If you go to the field, you see farming. If you go to the city, you see bloodshed. He continued by saying, Why priests and prophets ply their way without knowledge? There is hunger in the land. There is bloodshed in the city. There is violence everywhere. There is decadence. There is corruption. 
There is misnomer. Things are not working out the way it should be until the Lord put and plan again. It appears as if darkness is taking over. And Jeremiah was weeping. Where are priests? Where are prophets? These are the ones that God has commissioned and have deputed his glory to them. So go and by prayer and administrations and our presence, they will come corruption. They will come darkness. They will bring about revival in the house of men. Who is a priest? Priests are men who are who God has honored to be custodians, stewards, and servants of the mysteries of Christ. Again, who are priests? Priests are men who are honored by God to be custodians, to be stewards, and above all, servants of the mysteries of Christ. When we talk about the mysteries of Christ, what do we mean? They are the ones that take hold and transmit from generation to generation the finished works of Christ, his passion, death, and resurrection. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4 says, No man takes this honor upon himself. No man just rises to be a priest. It is God who calls priests to himself. He said, You do not choose me. I chose you. It's an honor. An honor is great. Who are priests? The Vatican document we call the Lumen Gentium said this is the primary assignment of the priest. First, to be the proclaimer of the wonderful works of God. The first assignment of the priest is to proclaim the wonderful works of God. And the wonderful works of God are well articulated in the scripture. The priest is one who knows the word of God. The priest is one who understands the mysteries of the word of God. The priest is the one who understands and interacts with the spirit of the world and the truth of God's word. The priest is one who carries God's presence to the life of the people. Number three, who is a priest? Priests are men and women who we call priests are men we call sold out servants. Sold out servants. Sold out servants are those who are given, who have you know, abandoned everything about life in the physical realm to give themselves totally to the benefits of the things of the spirit. Priests are sold out servants of God. Who have given up the vanities of the things of this present life and to be involved fully in the thing that pertains to God. They are disengaged from secular life, they are disengaged from family life, they are disengaged from the pursuit of jobs, they are disengaged from everything that keeps people busy in the world. So that they will have all the time and spend all their energy. They are valuable to God in the matters of the spirit. These are priests. These are priests. And so God is saying, my priests have left what they are supposed to be. They are no longer agents of the kingdom. They are no longer carrying the mantles of bringing his reign to the house of men. 
They are concerned themselves. They are not interested in the ministries of Christ. Priests have abandoned the office of proclaiming the wonderful works of God and imparting the hearts of men with the fire of the word of God. Priests have lost their face of the realities of the ministries of Christ. Priests have forgotten that they are sold out there. Who are not supposed to be involved with the things of this earthly life, only to be fully engrossed in the things of heaven. It's a precarious situation. We know that the call to the priesthood is a life of sacrifice, it's a life that takes everything about you. For the shade of the book, we say the priest is not his own. One of the things that the priesthood does is that it takes away your self ownership. You don't own yourself anymore. In every area of life, you are completely given up to God. You have no right of your own anymore. It is what God decides. It is what pleases Him that becomes your life. Irrespective of the offers of this world. Can I understand the place of priests? He knows the part they play in the life of men. And if you say that they, all the priests in the whole world refuse to submit to Christ, and that's the day the world will come to an end. In other words, it is a day of submission of priests to be available to be instruments of the kingdom through their sacrificial life and the life of extending the grain of God in the hands of men and offering sacrifice and still giving this world a standing. And he was a great man of God. He was a priest also. Who was completely you know, involved in the business of Christ. So they thought that he bore the wounds of Christ physically in his body. For him to have said that, he think there was something he saw. So they called the priesthood and the work of the ministry of the priest is a high priest office. And so they will know that if he can knock up one priest, he has knocked up 1,000 souls. The devil knows if he can confuse one priest, he has confused. 100,000 souls. The devil knows if he can bring down one priest, he has exposed 1 million souls to the ways of hell. And so the priest is constantly under attack. The priest is under attack 247. Be it spiritually, be it mentally, be it emotionally, be it physically. The most vulnerable set of people in the world today are priests. Everywhere. There are no one to speak for them. They are man alone. They eat alone. They travel alone. They get sick alone. They sleep alone. They rise alone. They die alone. There is no one to stand for him. Only God stands for him. It's a noble life, but it's also a very vulnerable life. And so constantly, the priest is subjected to pressure from the spirit, pressure from the physical world, pressure even for himself, within himself. And so if a priest does not stand his ground, definitely, he will fail this great God who has called him. If a priest does not stand his ground spiritually, does not stand his ground physically, does not stand his ground mentally, he will fail himself. He will fail the poor God and ultimately will fail God. And so that's why God knows what he has bequeathed to his priests. And priests are meant to be strong men. 
that men to be courageous men, they are meant to be people who have come to understand the things of God and they are ready to gallantly face their task with one mindedness. Priests are men who should know that they are vulnerable. Priests are meant to be smart men, intelligent men, spiritual men, filled with the power of God. Priests are meant to be people who understand all things. You can't push to the left. Push to the right because he knows that he has come to do the will of one who has come him. And if this is the reality, do you think the devil will just sit down and be find himself and say, Do not wait to them? He will corrupt their mind. They will steal away their vision. They will take away their mantle. They will do everything to bring them down. I remember many years ago, while I was in a seminary, during my theological years, when I was having intense pressure to seek the face of God, to know my direction, to know my people's epistle. And while I was praying, the voice spoke to me. I said, my son, the devil will do everything to turn you to a big devil. I was so shocked. I said, Lord, my that. He said, yes. The devil will make sure. He will not stop you from going to the seminary. He will not stop you from being a priest, but he will make sure that when you arrive, there is a big devil who can be part anybody. And that aggravated my anger. I said, why? He said, because he's a subtle fighter. He knows that if you have to come out in the fullness of the glory and the honor of you to you, he knows that you will be a loser forever. And I see that every, every day. God is not happy because the people that should be the ones that will make things happen are failing me. So cannot close our eyes and be quiet. That's why on this day, and even as God is quickly peace and bringing them to wake up from their slumber, we have to also pray for peace. They pray for you every day. They sacrifice themselves every day for your sake. They want to early to offer sacrifice for your name, for your, for your sake. They are always there for you. Blessing your house, blessing your own life, blessing your children, blessing your career. They are there wishing you well, blessing everything that has to do with you. How many times? You pray for them. What are the hazards of the priest? What are the things that the devil uses to attack the priest? What are the things that make the priest become vegetables? What are the things that will make a priest come so low to a point that God will say, if you do not listen, you he say, if you, don't, if you don't listen, if you do not find it in your heart to glorify my name, save the Lord, I will send curse on you and cause every blessing. Wow. So that they are portion the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What are the hazards and what are the things that make the priests come to this level? Especially in our current generation. Because every priest you see who has submitted himself to the process of training in seminary has enough time to discern whether he has been called or not. Ten years according to the current you know, training, 10 11 days, is enough time. Even if you're not mature before you enter, in the course of that 10 years, you will come to sense, you will come to understand something. And then they will ask you, even before you are ordained, as a deacon will ask you, as a priest will ask you, are you on that tradition? Before the Lord God, you will respond. You have to tell them that you are freely coming. How do you convince your soul, in your mind and your body, to plug yourself into this life? 
So everybody you see who has submitted itself and passed the school of the seminary training academically, psychologically, emotionally, and even bodily. And the person arrives and the church now confess on him that person has no intention. But having good intention and coming to the seminary life and becoming a priest, he is not enough. You need extra grace. You external and you know, personal training of yourself because we live in a time that changes everything. What you may have today may not be sufficient to keep you from God. So every day you need to update yourself spiritually, you need to update yourself mentally, you need to update yourself emotionally, and even bodily. A challenge of the ministry is on a different nation. A doubt cannot be a priest, a lazy person cannot be a priest. A low person, first of all, is to be a priest in this current generation. So, what are the habits of the priesthood that is making priests lose their gifts? Number one, they are losing spiritual knowledge. A priest is a priest because he's a person of the supernatural. He's a person that is alive physically here, but his real life is not on this side. His real life is in the supernatural. On the day of ordination, they lie on the floor. And then everybody in the church will kneel down. And why he lies? He lies with his face facing the ground. As he dead. And he starts chanting the names of men and women who have transited this world. Send it down, pray for us. All the names they call are men and women who have died. Tell me you that from today, you don't belong on this anymore. You belong to those who have gone. That's the life we That's the strong dimension. So he's supposed to understand the things of the spirit. This life depends on the spirit. The quality of his choice and the son depends on the knowledge of things he has in the spirit. If a priest does not progressively grow spiritually in the knowledge of the things of the spirit, he will be called The fulfillment of the priesthood, the happiness of the priesthood. The joy of the priesthood, the peace of the priesthood, this is not the physical peace of life, it's the things of the spirit. So, one of the things that the Lord has done today is to choke priests to lose the texture and the taste of spiritual knowledge. Now we are grabbing physical knowledge, the knowledge that you have, through the engineering of medicine and other things. And that's what makes a priest. What makes a doctor a doctor is what? The knowledge of medicine. What makes an engineer an engineer is what? The knowledge. What makes a priest a priest is the knowledge of the things of the spirit. Number two, what are the things that makes a priest lose his office? The pressure and the demands of this current generation. The pressure of the demand of the things of this current generation. The devil articulates the things of his current generation and present them as temptation to the priest. Just the way he called Jesus and took the high mountain and showed him the glory of the world. And told him, bow down and worship me. And I will give you all these things. A pleasure to have money. A pleasure to have, you know, the amends of life, material things. The pressure to receive the earthly cares of this life. The pressure to be accepted among human beings. 
a pension to belong to a class that the world brandishes as a class of success, as a class of notable men. The pressure of being accepted without being attacked. These are the things that the devil has used over time to choke the minds of the priests. Because priests are meant to be people on the other side. They are supposed to listen, they stand, they can the crowd, they stand against the crowd, they are like a cross to the crowd. Because the Bible says, the way to destruction, many are on that path. But the way to life, only very few are on that path. So please stand to stop men from taking the path that is punishment. So the pressure that comes, comes on him. And so if you don't strong enough, if you don't understand the wills and the tricks of the enemy, you become a victim of what? The love of money. You become a victim of what? The love the tears of this life. Because the victim seeking man's honor, man's approval, instead of God's honor and God's approval. Number three, what are the things that enemy uses? So it's the life the priest and make him become an object of scorn and curse. He puts the man of the priest that his priesthood is not enough to make him relevant. So he becomes, you know, because one who seeks relevance, he wants to also be noted, not just as a priest, but as one among the many. When you call him Reverend Father, it's as if it's a name that is meant for people who are just, you know, this religious name. You are boxed up somewhere. And so, granted, them have stolen their hearts and made them feel that name is not enough, as if they are seeking relevance among men. And you see, because of that, they pursue all kinds of things. They pursue things that ask no value to their office and service. Seeking other sources of life, livelihood. Because as a matter of fact, on account of the quality of our life and what we are living, we live supernaturally. There's a supernatural dimension of, of, of that provides for us. And we don't need to go out there and start working to make money. Your life as a priest, as a minister, the Lord provides for you. The Lord said, those who win souls shall be saved. The Jesus does say, the laborer deserves his wages. If your trust in the supernatural has failed, you will look for support from the natural. The Jesus does say, you are in the world, you are not of the world. That makes more sense to those who are priests. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. But any priest who does not understand his status, in the kingdom of God, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, as an ambassador of the gospel of God, Jesus Christ, I understand that a person that is serving your master, your boss, has what it takes to take your view. If you have lost that relevance, you will seek human relevance. Number four, what are the things that demeans the level of priest? Attack from the world. Constant attack from the world. Jesus said, In this world, you will have many troubles. So attacks will come. Men will resist you. Men will fight you. And because of this, many things have given up. They are not scared. Not just attack from the world, attack even from the church. 
the very church that is supposed to host and kill the priest can also become an instrument of attack to the priest. Especially when the priest stands out to be an authentic priest. A priest that's led by the power of the supernatural. He can also be subjected to what they call war building. Not just for within the church structure. Because the structure too many times can be shown as pseudo priest. Bali Pio was born many years from St. Mass because of the supernatural dimensions that manifested to his life. It took years upon years for him to be accepted. They banned him from public mass. Many other priests like that, St. Thomas Aquinas, outstanding in intelligence, by the grace of the Esoteric, he wrote a lot of things. Interpreting the things of the spirit. He wrote so many books. At one time, the church said this man like which. How can you have access to this type of classified spiritual knowledge? <coughs> Half of his books were all burned because they felt that this was not from God. But the real one today has remained the instrument which they use in the church of priests in Hades. You cannot take up sound theology without quoting the books of St. Thomas Aquinas. St. John of Arc was outstanding in the work of his you know, assignment as a fighter. You know, great of angels, the church called him a witch, and he bought alive. So the church that bought St. John of Arc alive. So sometimes, too, the very system that should predict his own people can also turn to become an obstacle. On account of this, some priests have lost hope in the church. They left the priesthood. Some abandoned their ministry because of what they experienced. They misunderstood. They were put under pressure. Many have lost their peace, lost their mission because of being misunderstood. And none of it is part of what the devil does. We also have not just the structure of the church, but also even the flock of God, the sheep, the lay people who resist the priest, who has caused priests to stumble. Who are violent priests? Hmm. And some priests, because of the pressure, because of what I've done, they say, How can I kill myself for people who are to destroy me? And they lose themselves, but I can't do that. They give up. Some of leave the church in such a way that it affects the folk in a very adverse manner. These are things that are nuisance in the hearts of many priests. And I'm made to say, What is the meaning of all this? The priest is not an angel. The priest is a human being. There's a limit to what he can take. Still, the grace of God is not there for him to do what? To be able to stand erect in the midst of all the pressures. That's what priests need to be prayed for. If you love the priest, you pray for them. Blood runs through their veins. You know, as much as they're supernatural, but they need to be alive on this side to get his service on the kingdom of God of life, which is the church. So, these are the things that have necessitated why many priests have become a thing of shame to God. And God is not happy about that. We are still men who should be able to live above all these things. Find a priest who understands his mission. Find a priest who is sound spiritually. Find a priest who understands that his life is not on the bread and corn or the things of the people, that he is connected to supernatural. Find a priest who understands his office. Find a priest who understands that he has been called to battle. This is a priest. All these things are not in to him. He overcomes all of them. 
But there are very few of them. It takes a large heart to be a priest in this generation. Amen. Amen. It takes a large heart to be a priest in this perverse and rebellious generation. Jesus said, I'm sending you as a sheep yeah. among wolves. He told himself, he said, be what? Be wise and be serpent and be gentle like a dove. Any priest who is all wise like a serpent can never succeed in his ministry. You'll be a victim. Come on, victim of the words of Satan. Seraphic spirits are everywhere. Priests are exposed to all manner of strange attacks and all kinds of strange manipulations. People deliberately put out some traps for a priest to invest up big time. And because of all this, priests are now victims. Men who decide to give themselves over time to lose the peace. They become a dynamic metal in the ministry. May God have mercy on us. But this day, let us pray for this. Pray for us, Lord God. What you see is not what we have. God is to blind you with glory. Eh? He only shows you the glory that has put on us. He doesn't show you the things you pass through. A priest is constantly weeping. Any priest you see, he cries every day his glory. You know the pressure that's true. Support your priest. If you lose them, you have lost your direction. Support your priests who pray for you every day. When you are there at night or not, because you are not in shepherdhood, you enjoy the intercession of the Spirit. When it is cold or hot, the priest must stand up every morning. When you are lying so quietly, enjoying sleep, he is there saying the Lord is with you. Go to the church and you will. He does it every day of his life. There is no way he can claim his life. There is no time is left. The priest, every day, he is giving himself as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. He is exposed to all kinds of things. He has no security. He is a man alone. Who knows what he is? Who knows where he sleeps? How does he go about his life? If that priest is not spiritual, to find succor in the supernatural. If that priest is not under the constant manifestation and the instructions of the ends of God to help him in his human need, he will collapse. How many priests have come sick and will abandon? How many priests? Priests who are sick, no one cares. He left his own people to become a servant of God. They don't come out there, they just stop there and they don't wish to. Some priests in their sick bed because they call this out. Because of what they ask you. Many priests are completely looking for what to eat. Things have gone so hard around their life. How can that person who are not eating be having sin to go out there and preach? How? What about the ones who are doing well that we see every day with our friends? Behind the scene, there are a lot of priests who are suffering. The percentage of those who see our journey is much, much smaller compared to the great number of priests behind the scene who are passing through all kinds of things. The same battle you have personally in your life, that's the same battle you have. For God to have said this, 
that should bring fear in your heart and say, God, no, please don't judge me. Don't kill me. Don't cost me. You should be able to say, no, God, please. They are there for us. Who manual them? Who support them? Are we together here? It's a day we should be. And leave the hands to cry for priests who have lost their faith. Priests who have lost, you know, they lost their hope in humanity. Priests who have abandoned the ministry looking for how to survive. Priests who are subjected to pressure every day. No one stands for them. They are giving their life 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 70 years, 20 years, me. But they tell they needed one small care. Nobody was there for them. Pray for us. Pray for us. I say pray for us. So only because of what has happened in their life, they are no longer dedicated. They say, Oh, can we preach? I think you're going to preach. They will preach and go and live their life. They are going to the Pharisees. They no longer live their life. Ask any priest. Who has donated? Sit him down and give a list here. You'll be shocked when you get it. But then for God, sadly, it's not an excuse to abandon this great office God has given to you. Who said the God in heaven who gets prayers? Who said the God in heaven who judges places? That's why if any priest has the courage to go back to the God that called him and cry to him day and night, if that God rises from his seat, he put his right for that priest. Because he has a voice, his voice, a cause in heaven. The same person who calls us from heaven to enter prayer and wine and become the true body and blood of Jesus. How that priest kneel down and cry to God that God will enter in. That's why there's no priest which he despise, no matter what. If it's a priest that will come here and then take the one and say, This is my body, and choose with all that priest. Who are you to despise that priest? Who are you to remember that priest to the Who are you to even wish that priest evil? The priest that feels to the root of you every day. But the Christ, you open your mouth, he puts to your mouth. He's blessing you with spiritual life. If there is supposed to be any group that should defend their priest beyond measure, you should be a Catholic. If there's any group that should be worried when priests are not doing well in their ministry, it should be the Catholics. Because of the greatest beneficiaries of the ministry of the priesthood. So we should not join forces to celebrate the time of the priest. People on social media, people anywhere, people who are gossip. You should not. You know what call that person? What have you had to wrap this life? Even if he makes mistake, are you not to judge him? There's a priest in a, in a book called Peter. When our Lord was ministered to some people, and he told them, Go and tell my people they should never judge my priest. I will judge them myself. Yes. So it's a day that we should truly, truly, from the depth of our heart, reflect deeply and Give credence to the life of priests who are day to day as the sense of the kingdom. What we pray for the spirit filled ones, the dark ones, 
the serious ones, the ones that are making waves and bringing souls to God, not just bless them physically, but bless them spiritually. We pray for those who are sick coming up. That they also be able to face this notorious world and be able to deal with the demons of the enemy. About that, we pray for those who have become the you know, victim soldiers. Soldiers with wounds in their neck. Soldiers who have received bullets because they lift their mouth. Priests who are wounded. Priests who have lost their faith for the nation. Priests who have abandoned the, 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 the call of God. Priests who have lost the habit of this world. Priests who have become nuisances to the church. We pray for them today. Oh God, lift your cause over your mind. You call on yourself and you know them. You love them from the beginning. Now they are making mistakes, oh God, that the Lord will have revived souls. By, by your spirit, you touch them. Touch us on every family. Pull us from our fragments. Pull us from the pit we are falling into. The pit that men have done for us. The pit that men have done for us. We pray for priests who are victims. Priests who have been lied and, and, and have been accused of many things that they might be and they are in prison. Priests who are suffering because they stood by the truth. Priests whose heads have been cut off because they preach the gospel of life. Like God in Baptist. Priests who have been marked for destruction because they stand their ground. Priests who have been misunderstood. Priests who are having all kinds of deadly wounds that refuse to heal mentally. We have in our congregation. Priests who went to mission. They came back, they became mental. Their brain went down. They're crazy. They're unchanged because of what they suffered in mission areas. But they survived and struggled to survive. We pray for priests. Oh God, your mercy. May you build up on priests again. Amen. Renew them in their strength. Amen. Amen. We know that you will temper your justice with your mercy. Revive us again. Help us not to become hypocrites. Or true servants of the mystery. Yeah. On this day, we need our voice in the church. Knowing that, yes, there is God who demands excellence and beauty. There is God who demands that all men put their hand on the bed and not look back. But on this, your loved ones, your special agents, your stewards, your servants, oh Lord, on this day, we cry at the church and we say, visit them again. Visit them again. With your grace of restoration. With your grace of healing. Maria again, oh Lord, put something in the again and make them stand for you. Like Peter, you pray for him, for the devil plan, to sweep like a witch for his child. And you told Peter, when you recover, strengthen your brethren. Pray for all your servants. Pray for all your priests. Oh Heavenly Father, that the people of the enemy against your priests never prevail in the name of Jesus Christ. In one minute. And to the people of priests who have blessed you. To join your life and the candidate, there are people who have many priests in your life. But when you are alone, he took it. Priests who have added value to your life. Priests who have corrected you. Priests who have prayed for you. Priests who brought peace to your family. Brought peace to your personal life. Priests who blessed you. Who fed you with the follower of Christ. So then you are not seeing them again. Pray for them. Who knows where they are? In passing them back. And say, oh Lord, give them. Oh Lord, bless them. Oh Lord, bless them.